there are some key points I want to go over, and there's seven of them. The first is always say no to pain. We have to, well, I can only speak for me and like women that I talk to. We have to stop saying yes to painful sex out of guilt or fear that he or she is going to cheat on us. You know, and if, if there are ways to work around it, and I'm going to talk about this in a minute. The second point, intercourse is not sex. It is a sexual act. It is not sex. And I get so frustrated because you know what? Sometimes I get them confused. And, um, you know, sometimes I think, and there are a lot of women who think, if we, aren't, we're, if we don't have intercourse, we aren't real women. We're failures. And, and the exotic toy industry would be out of business if everybody thought that way, right? I mean, God, if, if that, that's the whole thing. It's so funny. The people that, are, that can do that freely, right? Well, they want to go buy all the other stuff to use to get variety. So I know sometimes it's sad for me because I'm like, oh, I have to do other things. Well, oh, for goodness sake, really? You know, isn't intimacy and sexual pleasure about pleasure? There isn't supposed to be pain in it. So um, it's not all or nothing. It does take a shift in thinking on both partners' part, and it may be cataclysmic. It may be because it's so entrenched in us, you know. Um, it can make the difference in whether you're with, your relationship can withstand the trials of this illness where you look so normal, but inside you're dying. You know, you just feel like you're, you're falling to pieces. So there are many, many ways to, I mean, I don't need to go into them because I think we all know. We watch TV, we watch MTV or whatever. And, you know, there are many ways to satisfy each other. And a number of women use this term. And I, listen, I'm guilty of this too, you know. Intercourse is the total merging of two people. Okay, that's great, but at what cost? Really, you know? Is it really worth um, destroying the relationship emotionally because you're so resentful and angry and or whatever, you know? So I just think that there are, you know, that I spoke with so many people who would never have openly discussed sex before these problems began. And now that their lives were taken over by this like demonic force, even the mo most prudish had no compunction talking about this, these sensations in these private parts of their body, graphic details of their sexual experience, because enough was enough, and it's been kept secret for so long, and they left at the chance to get it to, to speak out. We did an internet survey. There were at least, there were over a thousand women and, and hundreds of men, because no, I did not have any female partners. There were two surveys. But in the end, the final survey, we had about 700 women and about 100 men. You can download that. It's really interesting. It's not a scientific survey, just a pop survey. But it's, it's long. It's 33 questions and lots of comments. So if you go to secretsuffering.com and you do a forward slash survey.pdf, you can see the results. I think it was really kind of interesting. So number three, say yes to expanding your ideas about sexual intimacy. People are incredibly resourceful. Lauren is a woman I interviewed in the book. That's not her real name. And um, she talked about the soothing nature of water. And she and her husband incorporated showers into their sex life. And she said they even bought a waterproof vibrator. She was all excited about this to use in the shower together. And it was great. You know, they could be intimate. Um, there are, Dr. Proctor named a lot of things. There are a lot of common sense tips that can help reduce the symptoms that can help your flares. 
And I brought some copies. It's on the table. If you haven't taken it, feel free. We have a booklet called 64 Tips to Relieve Sexual Pain. So I'm just going to say a couple of simple things, like use unscented soaps. In fact, use no scented anything in that area of your body, okay? So like coconut oil, like if you're, you know, going to whatever, coconut oil is good. Um, some people say, but, you know, we're all sensitive to different things, so be careful. Wear cotton underwear or, like, no underwear at night. And garters, that's kind of, you know, sexy, I guess. It can, well, I guess. Uh, it can be. Uh, for me, the low-acid diet was very helpful. I find it very helpful. Um, the ICA website has lots of information on this. Number four, this is really key, and this is really hard. Schedule a weekly, a weekly date with your partner no matter what. Okay, this is really tough because there's a lot of resentment that may be built up. Like, do an activity. Like, don't just go hop in bed. Go, like, do something, and then come home and hold each other and get close and just touch each other. Uh, I know that scheduling it, see, I've, like, got this double whammy because I'm in menopause, so, like, I'm, like, forget it anyway, but I know, like, we need to, right? Because it's so, I, I have a husband, and it's important to him, and it's, it's, you know what, it's important for me, too, to have intimate kinds of feeling there. Um, sex and pain have become very associated for me. And the only way to undo that is to start doing things sexually that don't cause pain, if you can. So experiment with, with sexual pleasure in other kinds of ways, even if you're, like, embarrassed. I mean, I talked to these women that were like, I'm so embarrassed to do this and that and the other thing. But when they did it, it, it just made things better. It's, you're getting intimate by doing that. So even, I will say, even if you're in too much pain, because it's not just inside that hurts. For some women or some people, it's the outside that hurts. It's everywhere. If you're in too much pain, your partner can maybe give you a back rub. That's no offense. Personally, my favorite part. I love the back rub. And you could maybe sexually satisfy your partner. Now, I know there were some women I talked to who said, oh, my husband, don't, he won't go for that. Because there's this, just this idea that it has to be this, you know, orgasm for orgasm, and it doesn't, you know? When it hurts, it doesn't mean you can't be close. You ha I just think, you know, there's so much divorce in this country and relationships falling apart, and we just are putting ourselves down so much for this that it's, you gotta communicate, and, and you've gotta be open. True intimacy is two people working together, even if there is a hurdle to overcome. And, um, a middle-aged friend of mine who does not experience this sexual pain said it best to me. I just love this. She says, you know, sex is like cleaning the toilet. We all hate doing it, but we really feel better afterwards. And I swear to God, that's how I feel about it. It's like, you know. So I, I think that sometimes I'm like, oh, God. But really, it is. It's good. Okay, number five, knowledge is power. It's so great that you're here. It's so great, you know, anybody who has, is listening to this or comes. This is, you've got to educate your partner and your doctor. Dr. Eckenberg told me about a patient who came in a few weeks ago and she was crying. She had bought the book and was laying there and her husband read a few chapters, came into her and said, now I understand. So, you know, don't listen to anybody who tells you nothing's wrong, even if it's your partner, because there are women whose partners have not been as understanding because they're like, well, you look fine. You know, just you've got to put it out of your head. You have something going on in your body. Number six, which leads into talk to your partner and not just in bed and not just my book, although, of course, I'd love you to read it, but the ICA, anything you can get your hands on that is good, reliable information. If your partner won't go with you to the doctor, bring information back. If you know stuff, 
you can just talk to your partner about it. There's so many wonderful organizations out there, and certainly the ICA is just the top, you know, is, is, is great, has so many resources. So keep talking. Do not keep it a secret with your partner. Let's talk about it. Uh, we recently posted a recording of one of Dr. Eckenberg's new patients who gave her permission to be recorded. And um, based on the reaction, she was phenomenal. We've set up a toll-free voice line for others to share their stories anonymously. Please don't give your real name or your full name. There is no more powerful message to those who suffer in silence than the voices of those who will share their experience. I'm going to give you that number. It's also on the handout, and it's on our website, secretsuffering.com. But it's 888-848-4156, 888-848-4156. And we would love if people would have the willingness to share. So finally, number seven, do not give up hope. Once you know what's happening in your body, you can stop beating yourself up. Once you know, you will better know how to assess a doctor and, or other healthcare practitioner and help them help you on your path to healing. One of the things Dr. Eckenberg's patient said in this voice posting, the one I was telling you about, I feel like a survivor of excruciating pain I didn't understand until now. I'd rather live in understandable pain than live in pain I don't understand that makes me feel like I don't want to live anymore. It would be great to have a cure, and it sounds like more and more is coming around to help us. But in the meantime, there is great comfort in learning that you aren't crazy, you aren't overreacting, or any other of the pieces of nonsense we're told or tell ourselves that destroy the fabric of our lives and relationships. I wish you the best on your journey toward healing. Thank you.